Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is Ralph Burns, your host, and this is episode 229 and back for a second time in almost a month is none other than the director of media buying at tier 11 or the maven of media, the minister of media (laughs) is Angela Ponsford. And welcome back to Perpetual Traffic. Great to have you back again. Thank you. Nice to be back. Hi, everyone. And if you guys don't remember who she is, go back to episode 224, where we explain why Angela talks the way that she does. I think that's <laughs> one of the big things that came out of that episode. Uh, there's really a big is. cliffhanger where we were talking about our, actually our Facebook ad testing framework for comparing ad success, which we're right in the throes of right now. Like we're really testing the hell out of it. Like we've got the test tubes out and the Bunsen burners and stuff's blowing up in tier 11. Like what's happening on that? Can you give us maybe a little bit of update before we get into this week's episode? Sure can. Yep. So we've been actively using that in a few of our biggest accounts right now. And yeah, having some really great success, being able to rapidly test creatives mainly at the moment, particularly for some new customers that we've got. And yeah, tweaking as we go along. There's a few tweaks. So maybe at some point in the future, we would do a follow up episode on that. But it's really working out for us right now. And yeah, great results. We'll share them with you at some point in the future. Yeah. So I said this back on episode 224 is that uh, Angela's going to be a regular guest here coming in and doing the what's working now at tier 11, which we got to get a really catchy name for that, by the way, what's working now. Everybody does that. But anyway, for right now, that's our working title. But Angela is going to be coming on every month now and doing sort of an update on what's going on sort of behind the scenes at tier 11. Now, if you guys don't know who tier 11 is, tier 11 is the company that I so happen to have founded about 10 years ago or so, we're a virtual Facebook and Instagram ad agency. We've got about 35 people right now, Mm -hmm. all running ads and doing virtual stuff. Got a creative team, a whole slew of folks who run ads for real clients. And we run about a couple of million dollars a week, depending on the week. And so that enables us to be able to test a whole lot of stuff. And you know, I think there's some gurus, gurus with air quotes out there that say that they spend about a million dollars a year or have spent a million dollars. We spend that in about four days. So that enables us to find out and figure out a lot of crap, crap that works, crap that does work. So not trying to toot our own horn here, but if you're listening to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast, everything that we talk about is real deal stuff. We're not just making it up with screenshots of your custom audiences like gurus are tend to do in this space, we run real ads for real companies and get real results. By the way, for 2020, we are actually looking for a few select companies to work with on an agency basis. 
So if you uh, qualify, in essence, you can talk to us about your business and what you've been doing with Facebook and Instagram. That's what we cover right now. We don't do any other media buying, but with 3 billion plus active users on Facebook and Instagram, we figure it's a pretty good place to get some traffic and uh, to get some new business. So if you are spending, you know, 30, 40, $50,000 on average per month in Facebook ad spend, or you're a high seven figure or eight figure company, we tend to work with companies that are larger that have large marketing budgets so we can scale them up. Definitely go to tier11.com forward slash work with us, or just click the big pink button at the top and schedule a call with one of our guys. And I actually do those calls as well. So would love to talk to you about how we can expand your business and how we can grow your business faster in 2020 through Facebook and Instagram ads. So that's tier11.com forward slash work with us. And if you qualify and, and it's a good match for us, we'd love to help you in the coming year. So, and let's get into the good stuff here. So a little bit of an update on the Chelsea testing protocol, which is now the, what we're actually calling it. I think we we're still on episode 224. We hadn't quite figured out exactly what we were going to call it, but I think that's the name that stuck so far yep. because we all met in Chelsea in London and hatched all these ideas. So Angela will be coming back with an update on that. But for this week... Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. And I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. There's some really cool stuff we are doing inside Tier 11 and a couple of things I didn't even realize you guys were doing. I know. And I'm like, Ange, this is kind of the reason why I'm, I want to get you on the show. Because <laughs> Ange is so deep into everything and is such an amazing media buyer. And now she's our director of media buying and now teaching all our media buyers all the stuff that she knows. Super analytical, in essence, a scientist by nature. So perfect for this type of platform and perfect for some of the geeky stuff we're going to be talking about today. So if you don't get what we're saying, we're going to leave a lot of links in the show notes here because there is some complexity to this. 
But at the end of the day, if you're running Facebook ads at any level of scale, you need to know the things that we're talking about today and really glean some insights as to how we're getting the results we're getting for our customers. So we're going to talk about sort of three things here. And the third one is really the killer one that I was like, oh my God, when we were doing a screen Mm -hmm. share pre-show today. So, and let's get into what you guys have been doing. I think the first thing I want to talk about today is custom conversions versus standard events. And first off, what they are, when we use them, why we use certain ones at certain times. And just for reference, there's an episode that we did uh, a few months back with Deacon Bradley, who's our vice president of ops at tier 11. He actually went through a lot of this stuff on episode 210. So we'll leave that link in the show notes. So he gave us sort of a broad overview of what everything is. Today, Angela's going to be talking about like when we use all these different types of events and why. So maybe you can get into what some of the awesome media buyers and yourself have been doing inside tier 11 with regard to this kind of stuff. Yeah, totally. Particularly uh, custom conversions. It's something that a lot of people I feel don't use, mm-hmm. particularly now with the pixel changes over the past few years with e-com businesses. We've got standard events firing you know, on Shopify stores and other e-com stores. And I think they kind of fell out of favor for a little bit, but they're an integral part of our tracking system across the board for e-com businesses and info-based businesses and businesses that are a combination of info and e-com. So yeah, wanted to kind of share some of the things that we're doing, some best practices, and hopefully give people some ideas for maybe where they're missing some of their tracking and visibility within Ads Manager. Yeah, 100%. And tracking is, like if you don't have tracking set up, uh, like what, yeah. <laughs> what would like? There's no way you can do anything that we talk about on any of these episodes. So this stuff is, it's not really the real sexy stuff, but it's the stuff that you know we have dedicated resources inside the agency that make sure that this stuff happens and work really closely with our tech teams, you know, through our customers because it is so vital. Because yeah. tracking creates, you know, helps with optimization, obviously, and the pixel especially yeah. creates audiences for you. And it also helps create dynamic product ads and a lot of the other sorts of things that go along with it. But at the core of all of this is the Facebook pixel itself, which obviously, if this is the first show that you're listening to of Perpetual Traffic, you're thinking about running ads, get your Facebook pixel mm-hmm. <laughs> inside your ads manager on every page of your website. I yep. think that's just base level. So once you do that, and that's actually really easy to do, and there's plugins, you can, we'll leave a couple of links in the show notes for some of those plugins. So what is a custom conversion, a standard event, and some of these other types of wacky custom conversions, which we're going to get into? Maybe we can just sort of explain that at a base level for folks. Yeah, totally. So your standard events are events that fire, usually on e-commerce stores. They're, They're the easiest ones to kind of explain. Basically, as long as you've got your Pixel installed and integrated with your e-commerce store, let's use Shopify, it's what most people are on, it's an easy platform to set up, it will fire different events based on the customer journey through the store. So when they view a product, they would get a view content event. If they added something to cart, they'd get an add to cart event. And ultimately, when they purchase, there would be a purchase event. And if it's set up correctly with Shopify, again, super simple to do, when they make that purchase, 
a value will be fired through seeing how much the value of the purchase. And all of that data is easily visible in your ads manager just by selecting your columns within ads manager. So that's your standard events. And essentially, you don't need to do anything additional there as long as the pixels on the website and it's synced up with the e-commerce store. So that's kind of the real base levels, particularly for e-com. Now, if you're info product based, of course, a lot of the time you're not going to have those standard events. You're not going to have the add to car or the purchase unless you manually add them. And that's then when you start getting into potentially using custom conversions, either URL based custom conversions. They're probably the most simple ones that probably the majority of people have used. And so that's basically as long as you have the pixel on your website, you can create a custom conversion that will fire when someone lands on a specific page. So the most common example is if someone signs up for a lead magnet and there's a thank you page, when someone lands on that thank you page, you can set a custom conversion up to fire to tell Facebook that's a lead that has come in. And so you just set that up within the custom conversion section based on the URL that people land on. So that's the most basic one. There's pros and cons to that. And Deacon talked about that in the previous episode. Probably the biggest con with it is that it's not super accurate because if people refresh the page, it will often double fire. If people come back to that thank you page, you know, if you had additional information on that page, say, you know, come and like my Facebook page or here's a special offer, people might go back to that page and, you know, often it overfires. So there's kind of like another level of custom conversion. and, And this is one that we're using with one of our biggest customers, in fact, our biggest customer right now, where it's custom conversions based on event parameters. So it sounds complicated. It's not super complicated. It's basically you create the custom conversion based on a standard event, usually a purchase. That's where we're using it mainly, but we also use it for leads. But when someone makes a purchase, you have the purchase event firing on the website, particularly for info products. You set up the custom conversion, but then you also can include a rule within that. So this is super useful if you have, essentially, if you've got more than one product on your website, you can set up a page path or you can set up the event based on a URL. And so that's giving you that additional information and allowing you to see within Ads Manager who's buying what product and kind of segmenting out within your reporting dashboard. Which campaign are people buying this product for? Which campaign are buying this product? So that's how we're using it right now. And super, super useful. Like, honestly, like we would have very little visibility in some of our ad accounts right now because of the tracking that the customers have set up on their websites and stores. We would have very little visibility on what's actually happening with our ads without these custom conversions. So, you know, for one of our newer customers, they're absolutely critical. They're the only thing that we're able to actually use to measure what's happening with our ads and then make optimizations based on that. So if you guys listen to the two episodes that we did with Molly just a few weeks back, 225 and 226, I believe it was, she talked about this briefly, but the way that she sets up her conversions is not the way that we set them up inside tier 11, because we want a little bit more precision. She sets up her custom conversions, and this is where it gets a little bit confusing, custom conversions, custom conversions with parameters or with event parameters and then mm-hmm. obviously standard events molly does it perfectly fine like she had a webinar opt-in and she basically said well when somebody lands on the thank you page you know and it includes this string mm-hmm. in the url basically a url where the thank you page is 
that works. Like if you're doing a quick setup and you just want to deploy fast, that's great. Yeah. It's not going to be 100% accurate. I mean, none of it's ever going to be 100% accurate. There's always going to be something. But the Facebook tracking, Facebook tracking using the Facebook pixel and the things that we're going to talk about here, provided it's set up correctly, it is the most reliable way in which to track exactly where you're spending your money. And that's why it's so important because not only for tracking purposes, obviously you want to be able to build the right types of audiences, and then you also want to be able to use as much information as you possibly can on that pixel, on that event to optimize your campaigns. And that's basically three big things that the Facebook pixel does. So you can set it up the way that she set it up, which is perfectly fine. Definitely. We've just found that we want to get a little bit more in depth and we customize it for pretty much most of our customers, I would say. Yep. Um yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Like, where would you use when, what, and for what type of product mix? You mentioned e-com, obviously, but if you were starting a business today, like how would you set it up? If I was just starting out, I would use the URL-based custom conversions, 100%, because it's the quickest way to start getting visibility for what's happening. Like Molly said, based on the thank you page, when someone signs up or when someone makes a purchase, what's the URL of the thank you page and set up your custom conversion on that. That's the easiest way, without a doubt. And we use that for some of our customers, some of the setup that some of them have, particularly for lead gen campaigns that they might have. We're definitely using URL-based ones. Where it becomes really, really useful is with the parameters, particularly on purchase events. So again, you can set up the URL-based for the purchase events on the thank you page. But if you have a purchase event firing, this is a super cool thing with the custom conversions that a lot of people don't know. If you actually have a purchase event firing and you have set it up when you set the pixel setup with a value to fire, that value will come through if you set it up correctly in your custom conversions. It will dynamically push through from the pixel event on the website. A lot of people make the mistake when they're setting up purchase custom conversions, they'll put the value in themselves. There's a little box up the top when you're setting up your custom conversion and it says value and the default is zero. If you actually put something in there, it will override any dynamic values that are getting pushed through from the pixel. So that's always something to keep in mind if you're setting up purchase custom conversions based on an event. If you have a dynamic value on the pixel itself, don't put any value in there because then that dynamic value will push through. Now, I'll give you a specific example that might make it easier to understand. So say someone comes to your website and they're making the purchase and they have the option of a one pay or a three pay, i.e. they pay it all up front or there's a three pay option where they pay it over three months. If when someone makes that purchase, the pixel can dynamically detect, okay, they chose the one pay option or the three pay option, it will then feed that correct value back through to Facebook. And that's where it's really useful to know because then that, again, it's more visibility for you. You can make better business decisions like how many people are buying the one pay, how many people are buying the three pay. You can see that data in your ads manager and you can directly link it back to the ad spend that you're putting in there. That's where the real value of these are is giving you the visibility in the one dashboard, i.e., Facebook Ads Manager, rather than having to correlate and cross-check between your different platforms. Hi there, it's Darren Clark, the producer of Perpetual Traffic, and we'll be right back with the show in just a moment. But first, I want to let you know that Digital Marketer, who bring you this show, have created a newsletter. It's called DM Insider, and it's a free collection of up-to-date, informed, and actionable marketing content delivered to your inbox every Monday morning. 
Sign up now to receive the next edition and you'll also get instant access to 30 free marketing tools, swipe files, and copy and paste templates to streamline your marketing and kickstart your company's growth. So go to digitalmarketer.com to sign up. All right, back to the show. So where would you set that up? Sort of take us through, and if you're driving, please don't try and do this. (laughs) You probably won't be able to do it in your mobile app anyway, but take us through like where you actually set this up. And like I said, guys, like this is not the real sexy stuff about Facebook ads, but it's so vitally important. And we have customers right now that have this set up wrong and aren't getting just because of either they have not been convinced by us to do it this way, but we even have some that don't do it right and need to do it right because their business depends on it. We'll actually talk about that, but this could be a business make or break kind of thing for you because if you don't know where the money is going or where Mm. it's coming from or which ads are actually producing the money or not producing the money, Facebook ads is going to be a big black hole, a big money pit, like a movie. And you'll never make that money back unless you have tracking set up correctly. So go ahead. So where do we actually find it? Take us through. Totally. So when you're in your ads manager, it will say ads manager in the top left of your screen. Click up there and that opens up, you know, all the options that you've got for the different windows to go to. Go to all tools at the bottom. And then under the measure and report column, you've got the custom conversions. It It just says custom conversions there. Click on that and it'll take you through to the custom conversion screen. When you're in that custom conversion screen, if you already have some set up, it will show you them all and you can search by name. If you want to create a new one, you can click, there's a blue button on the top right. It says create custom conversion. And then you click on that, your window opens, and then that's where you can then choose whether you want it based on URL traffic, if you want it, so just someone hitting a URL, or then if you want it to be event-based, if you have the standard events on your website, then you can choose an event such as, you know, purchase, and then you can leave it just as purchase. However, if you already have a purchase event on there, a lot of the time you're not going to want to use a custom conversion. There might not be any need. But if you want to be able to get more granular and go, hey, I want to see people who are purchasing this product, or I want to see people who are yeah, purchasing this other product, that's where you can then add in a rule, either a URL-based rule, so a purchase event firing on this URL, or you can get a little bit more complex with various kind of parameters that you can add onto the purchase event. But I know that's kind of been talked about before in the previous episodes on custom conversions. But you know that's where you go and find it. There's lots of different options in there. Always in- encourage you to go in there and have a play around. Don't be afraid to set these things up. You're not changing anything. You're not altering anything on the pixel just by setting these up. And if you realize you've set it up wrong, you just delete it and start again. Don't be afraid to play around in here. So if you're using a standard event like purchase, for example, let's keep that as an example. Like you could, if you're running your e-commerce store, you could just run it just on that. And that's fine. At least you're tracking. And as long as you have dynamic value, (laughs) which is maybe another thing that we can probably talk about here. Like that's really important. You might not want the granularity of, all right, you know, my customers buy on average a pair of red shoes and then, you know, a black dress and then a pink handbag. I know that doesn't really go together (laughs) together, but anyway. Lovely. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't that be a great combination? (laughs) So maybe you don't want to get that granularity, but you could, like you could just say, I just want to know how many purchases I'm getting. 
And what's the value of those purchases? Like you can do that too. So Mm -hmm. when we're setting up ads, we optimize typically for the highest level event. Typically we will optimize, even if we have custom conversions with events or standard events plus parameters is the way that I always sort of think about it. Mm -hmm. We still typically optimize just for purchase. Yep. Right. But it's in the data reporting where you can find out all this other cool stuff. Right. Yes. Yes. And right, I'm going to talk about ads reporting as well, which is another mm. feature we're using. And this kind of links in as well with the kind of stuff you can do in custom conversions. But um, just on the custom conversions as well, just to give some other ideas of where we find them super useful is if you have, you know, values on the purchase event, I've often create custom conversions of where the value is, say, greater than $100. And then I want to check, okay, well, are these campaigns resulting in people buying higher ticket items or are they lower ticket items? And those are things that you can, you know, the custom conversions are super easy to see in your data reporting, particularly if you have a lot of products that are across a multi-price ranges, ranging, you know, from small to high, you can really see in your ads manager who's buying what and what value are they buying. Right. So just at a base level, if I wanted to just find out how many purchases and how much money I'm making, the setup for custom conversion is fairly straightforward. And that would just be purchase plus what rule would that be for the folks listening? Well, if you just wanted to see if your purchase event already has a value attached, like most e-com stores do, Mm -hmm. that will just automatically come straight into your ads manager without using the custom conversion. But if you wanted to see, say, all purchases over $100, you'd go into create your custom conversion, base it on the website event purchase, and then you'd have a rule. It would be event parameters is value. Mm -hmm. And then you can choose greater than $100. So that will then create a custom conversion that will only fire when the purchase value on the website is over a hundred dollars got it like there's a million well i wouldn't say a million there's lots of combinations here potentially yeah people can get really in the weeds and i'm sure we could probably get into more weeds here if we wanted to but i mean at the base level if you're going to go this direction really think hard and fast about your particular business and what's most relevant to your business like we had a customer just this past week who's here in boston and they said well we want to know like every product that's being purchased and we just don't want to just know purchases in general we want to Mm -hmm. know exactly which along the way now initially we said well wait a second here like why is that but Mm -hmm. in actuality it's actually a really good question as long as we're not optimizing our ads for all these you know different custom conversions as long as we're still optimizing for purchase we're fine but in reporting that's when it's very valuable right yep incredibly valuable Yep. And I think what people forget, again, something with this, with the custom conversions, just talking about the pixel in general, negative signals are also a huge thing for the Facebook algorithm to figure out what's happening with your ads. And, you know, if the pixel is misfiring or not firing the correct events and things like that, that is negative signals to Facebook saying, oh, this ad isn't resulting in a purchase or this ad isn't resulting in a purchase, a high value purchase. Therefore, I'm going to stop showing it to these people. So people think it's all just about getting data on the pixel so that the algorithm knows who to show ads to. It's all about that negative feedback as well and really making sure that your pixel's on there at the very, very least. It can be a huge factor. We've seen it in one customer that we have when there's been mistakes or errors on the pixel firing. It's having an impact on the actual performance of the ads. So think about that. 
everyone. I mean, that's a big learning, I think, that came out maybe a couple of months back mm. where I don't think we ever really thought about it. So the ads that you're running right now that aren't getting any conversions, that's actually giving a signal, a negative signal to Facebook that this ad doesn't work in this particular subset of your audience. Mm -hmm. So like all the data, I don't know how many points of data are actually being stored or being like dynamically who knows? Like inputted, like who knows, tens of thousands probably at this point, but like the Facebook algorithm in combination with the pixel, which is all kind of one and the same, you know, and then throw in the word, the auction in there too. It's all kind of the same thing. It's, it's artificial intelligence. This is AI at its finest to try and figure out which people in your audiences are going to buy your stuff as well as which people in your audiences are not going to buy your stuff. And when we met with, I don't even know what to call them. They're not marketing science, but sort of like the pixel algorithm team. Yep. They said that. And I think it kind of blew us all away. Like we all inherently knew it. So yep. there's negative and positive signals on both sides. And that's really vital. And mm -hmm. that's, that makes a big difference in campaigns. Like Ange said, like when that pixel wasn't firing, it's like Facebook doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Not only is our reporting, oh my God, our cost for acquisition like went through the roof, but even worse, we're now going to have to relearn or we lost like a couple of days. I forget exactly how many days it was. Yep. And, yeah. It was and that's, that could be cataclysmic, especially if you're running, you know, tens of thousands of dollars worth of ads per day. Yeah. That's the key thing. You know, a couple of days of incorrect tracking, particularly when you spend in a lot on ads, it's huge. And, you know, we've really, yeah, we've seen it firsthand, the, the impact that it has on the performance of the ads. And yeah, super important to make sure that it, at the very least, the pixel is installed across all your assets and you're combining all that data onto preferably the one pixel. Which brings up the next point. So we have customers, you know, the one that I'm talking about. Yep. And there's one that actually has multiple pixels. Actually, they're using it. It's actually yep. okay because mm -hmm. we still optimize for the primary pixel. Yep. But we have one customer that has three or four different pixels on a bunch of different properties, in essence, selling the same types of products. And they're wondering why their performance is suffering. And I mean, I think it's a combination of a lot of different things. You know, right now it's November. It's right before Black Friday. It's Cyber Monday. I mean, you know, yeah. all the, what I call the big idiot advertisers, sorry, there's lots of them that are out there. They're just spending money to spend money and they don't care about cost are potentially edging you out of mm -hmm. the auction right now. So I know this is coming out right before Black Friday, but that is a reality of the situation right now is a very, very, very competitive time in the market for Facebook. And that'll continue all the way through a couple of days before Christmas. Then it'll pick back up sort of after the first of the year for certain niches. But the point is, is that right now is a tough time to be running ads for sure. Even for us, we're running a couple million a week. Yep. Like we're seeing it. But if you have multiple businesses going on different pixels, it's a ridiculous way to run a business, right? Mm -hmm. So what's the best way? Yeah, I mean, there is an argument if it's a completely different business, you know, like if you were selling dog products versus cat products, then it might make sense to have a different pixel. But if it's the same product, same niche, then absolutely the best practice is combine it on one pixel. Our biggest customer has what's roughly 16 
16 different businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all in the same niche, though, and they use the same one pixel across all those businesses. So even though, again, you know, we use custom conversions a lot with this customer because of, there's the different business functions. But uh, ultimately, the learning is across the board, across all of them, because it's the same niche. Niche. Yeah. Niche. <laughs> I like niche, by the way. <laughs> cool. It's very SCSI. Yep. If you don't know what SCSI is, go back to episode 224. But no, absolutely. So I think that customer, my last count, was 20 different ad mm. accounts, 20 different products, all relatively in the same niche. Yes. But if they had 20 different pixels, do you think they'd still be an agency customer of ours? I doubt it. It would be so complicated and convoluted and they would have so much less learning on that pixel that, yeah, results would be different. Definitely. So think about like 100%. We'd still probably do well because you're, yeah. you know, you're, the team all, there is yeah. pretty kick-ass, you know, <laughs> tutor our horn every now and then. <laughs> but no, the point is, is that if we went 20 different pixels, 20 different ad accounts for a million five a month in spend thereabouts, mm -hmm. we would have each individual ad account would be its own separate silo. Yep. Okay. And they would not combine their group knowledge together. So if you're running a business that has maybe three different products or four different products, but they're all relatively the same. Let's say they're all in the, you know, health and wellness niche. You know, one of our largest customers sells five or six different products all under the same umbrella, one pixel. Yep. But this other customer has three or four or five different products, five different pixels, four different pixels, three different pixels. They are not sharing the data and it's no way to run an ad account and it's hamstringing their business and it's not allowing them to grow. We're going to change that though, obviously, yep. because they did have a competing agency that was actually doing some work for them. But now that it's all under one roof, one pixel to rule them all is the smartest, best way to go. Especially right now, you need every advantage you possibly can get. So don't try and think that you should spread this out or make it super niche. Oh, I'm going to do this for my, you know, for my shoes and this, you know, pixel for my dresses and this one for my, you know, handbags. No, mm -hmm. if they're all in the same general niche, one pixel, and then you can use what we talked about here and optimize really all your ads at your ad set level ideally for the big standard event, which is purchase. Yeah. Right? For sure. So aggregation, consolidation, which we have talked about here quite a bit. We try to do as much as possible with our campaigns. It's the same thing with pixels. So this is pretty valuable stuff. We're going to have a lot of show notes here mm -hmm. on exactly where you can get useful resources, but we're going pretty high level because you can get pretty granular with it oh, as yeah. well. Yeah, and we've seen sort of all different variations of it. Mm -hmm. Totally. So, Angela Ponsford, thank you so much for coming on. And I can't wait for the next What's Working Now. And this I know. Great. Yeah, no, it's been heaps of fun. And I love sharing this stuff. As you can tell, I get super excited about it. <laughs> I know. We love to geek out on this sort of stuff. Everybody yes, does, though. We, they do. Like, we're crazy about this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So cool. So this has been episode 229 of the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. For everything that we mentioned here, all the show notes, all the resources, there were a lot. Uh, make sure you go to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast, episode 229. And thanks for coming on this week. And until next week, see ya. Thanks. Bye. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic 
For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Are you still focused on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the holiday shopping season when probably what you should be doing is keeping an eye out towards the plan that you have for 2024? Now, we here at Perpetual Traffic want to help you make 2024 the best business year you've ever had online and help you do that through everything that we talk about here on this podcast. Well, for 10 lucky businesses, we are going to offer through the end of the year January 1st is our cutoff date. We are offering 10 free audits for 10 lucky businesses. We will go through everything from all of your ad spend on all your social platforms. We'll do everything on your website, analyze all your CRO, as well as look at your data, how you're tracking, as well as look at your email sequences, everything associated with your digital marketing, wrap it up into an audit, give you a score and tell you exactly where you most need to improve. And we are offering this to 10 businesses for free through the end of the year. In order to get your free audit, head on over to tier11.com, fill out the application and make mention in the actual notes section that you heard about this promo for the free audit on perpetual traffic and we'll bump you to the front of the line. Now this is for 10 businesses only. We have a limit of 10. We literally do not have more capacity to be able to do more than that because I actually do have to give my people between Christmas and New Year's off. So they've got to work really quickly. So the quicker you can get this and submit it, the better, and we're going to take the first 10 that apply. So make sure you head over to tier11.com forward slash audit. For your free audit, we will look at every aspect of your digital marketing, give you a rating, and then give our recommendations as to what you can improve so you have the best year ever in 2024.